ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, thank you so much to everybody who has reviewed and rated us as of late. We really appreciate it. And like we said a few episodes ago, once we get to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we are going to um, recap a movie. And right now, it's looking like maybe the votes are going to be swayed towards Aquamarine. Who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> Send in um, more suggestions of what movie you'd want to see. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at ABCs of Greek Podcast. Yeah, we, we love to connect with you guys. So today we're recapping Season 2, Episode 17, Guilty Treasures. And the episode originally aired May 11th, 2009. It was directed by Norman Buckley, who's directed episodes of Gossip Girl, OC, Pretty Little Liars. And it was written by Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. This week I actually switched it up because the IMDb summary was legitimately a play-by-play of every single scene. Oh my God, of course. Every scene they talked about. And I was like, all right, I think we got to keep it short and sweet. So this is the Hulu summary, and it's the KTs find years worth of stolen CRU goods in their basement. That's like a good, yeah, it leaves a little bit to be desired. They were talking about it was everything, and it was also like at least two paragraphs. Oh my god! Yeah, and I guess if you watched the last episode, you kind of know what they're talking about. That you know what they're talking about with the guilty. So if they're talking about finding treasures. Oh, yeah. We can kind of already anticipate. Oh, see, I was just thinking of it as, like, guilty because they stole that stuff. Oh, (laughs) I immediately was thinking Jordan Rusty. Oh, interesting. I guess, you know, (laughs) it works both ways. It really does. Cool. So the episode starts out in the science norms, and Casey is presumably looking for Max, it's kind of funny. She does just, like, appear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a weird way to start the app. Wait, is it the dorms or is it, like, the department? I don't... I think it's the department. Oh, it might be the department. Yeah. I don't know why I was getting dorm energy. It was... It, it like honestly it. probably was shot in a dorm, but I think the they same. were going for department. Yeah. Yeah, so they're in the science wing, the science department, and immediately Casey runs into Dale, and she asks him if this is Comic-Con, and he says... Funny and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, I love Dale Casey moments. Yeah, so then Dale explains to her that there's this, like, I guess, lecturer, scientist who's in town, Dr. Stephanopoulos. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like a dinner? Is it, I was so confused about what this actually was. I think I, like, did it. I missed, like, one thing. And then I was like, what is this supposed to be? No, I think it was multifaceted. I think it was, okay. like, a talk... And she's like on campus doing she's like a visiting lecturer, yeah, yeah, looking for a grad student to help with whatever it is that she does. Mm-hmm. And then there's a reception at the end. Yeah, and they really start explaining a lot of stuff right away. And if you don't pick up on it, it makes things later in the episode a little confusing. Yeah, like I don't, I didn't write her name in my notes until legitimately like the last paragraph. I was like, I should have probably put this in here earlier. <laughs> I didn't even. Yeah, I had to rewatch I the beginning. I was rewatching the beginning on the way here, just like while I was on the train, and I was like, 
Oh, I didn't realize that they even talk about her this early on in the episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if it's, like I said, you don't know if it's important. It just kind of, like, occurs. Like, they're like, oh, like, this Dr. Stephanopoulos. But it feels like a throwaway, like, name or something. And then you realize it's very important. Right? Jo- uh, distant cousin of uh, Uncle Jesse Stephanopoulos. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you, uh, Jesse Katsopoulos. Oh, okay. They oh. changed, but they give him two... Last names in that show. Oh, interesting. Wait, let me see. That. Uncle Jesse's original last name. Um, Cochran. Oh. But yeah, do they yes, lean Jesse into the Cochran. Greek of it all? That's um, fascinating. Yeah, and then they decide it. that they're Greek. Like, the fact... Oh, it changes. I'm sorry. I, I know I've said this before. I mean, probably not on this podcast, but honestly, maybe. But, like... We are to believe that those three girls came from Bob Saget and a woman who is like a hundred percent Greek. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no way. No way. That <laughs> three is, toeheads. I had never even thought about both that. Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. Well, I mean, they never obviously do any flashbacks to the mom or anything like that. Which good on them for not leaning into that. That is kind of crazy. They never did that. Like you, they talk about the mom, but it's they never like show you what she's supposed to look like, do they? I no, they don't. I don't even know what her name is. Pam. I think it's Pam. It was Pam. Where is Pam? I'm pretty sure sure it's definitely Pam. Where that came from the depths of my mind. Pam. I also, funny enough, I went to school, like, growing up with a girl named Jessie Cocker. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say with, like, <laughs> with Pam Mary Tanner. With, with the actress who played Pam Tanner. What like, actress who was supposed to play what Pam What is Tanner? this high school Like, in Thomas. the photo that's, like, in the background. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so getting back to the Dr. Stephanopoulos, um, Casey is looking for Max, and Dale says, oh, he is in his office I guess but it's in the storage room yeah because Dr. Broom gave him this office and Casey calls it like the broom closet well Dale says we call it and then Casey says the broom closet and he goes oh that's a better name but I don't know if they were alluding to something like I feel like sometimes things go over my head I didn't get it either like I didn't know maybe the joke was literally just that they call it something else that yeah I think the joke I yeah I don't think it was I was thinking that same thing, but I think it was just because this professor's name is Broom, and then he's in the closet. No, no, I know why Casey said it, but Dale said she cuts him off and finishes his sentence, but it's not what he was going to say. Like what, I'm wondering what the other thing they call it is. Yeah, because he was like, we joke and we call it, and she goes to the Broom closet, and he goes... Oh, that would make more sense. But I, like, didn't understand. I don't know. I was also really preoccupied with thinking about the professor's last name and not having It really threw us all off. But I had already rewinded once. (laughs) really, yeah, there was a lot of scattered the brain. Dr. Pam Stephanopoulos. Actually, her name's not Pam. I think they mentioned it later. (laughs) It's not Pam. This actually is the mother of From Full House. This, yeah, this, again, it was supposed to be, she was she, cast. She didn't die, she was in witness protection program. And became a scientist. <laughs> this actress was on standby just in case they wanted she to She also So, then Casey goes to the closet, and it's really sad. Like, this just once again highlights the, how poor his choice was to go to CRU instead of Caltech. And they can't give this guy a good haircut. Whoever was cutting his and Evan's hair on set. They're just trying so hard to make him ugly. Or, like, to look, like, you know, nerdy. Why are they doing that to Evan, then? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> What's there. his excuse? Evil. <laughs> Either giving him a short bang trim. Like if, like no. how um, the villains in, in shows can't have iPhones, yeah. but with haircuts, the villains in shows can't have a good haircut. They have to have a micro <laughs> Legally. Bang. They have to have an Amelie style know, bang. Micro bangs look really good on a very small group of people. And then I've yet to find one, to be honest. I think it's more of the attitude that yeah. you have. What yeah. did you bring with it? I think with like a blunt bob, given the right bone structure, yeah. a micro bang can look so good. Yeah, but I really do think it is kind of like my like bold whipstick theory, which is mm-hmm. people are always like, I could never pull that off. And it's like, I've never seen somebody wearing a bold whip and been like, they can't pull that off. It's just if you decide you're going to put it on or not. Exactly. It's the same you thing with micro the choice. Yeah. yeah. Let's all get micro bangs. Okay, Absolutely done. not. <laughs> Let's all get micro bangs and then just make sure our attitudes are shifted. Oh Honestly, my God. With your curl <laughs> pattern, Thomas, I feel like you could pull off some kind of bang. Do it. Oh I, have, I have Jacqueline Sheen. Here's here. Yeah, I do. Would Should we go live? <laughs> Wait, guys, go. we get a if we get a hundred reviews, we'll go live and we'll and give Thomas, Thomas microphone. If we get a hundred reviews, I'll get bangs as well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Casey asks Max if he can go to lunch, but he's stuck reading all these obviously these really boring papers about concrete yeah or, grading them and then the professor broom who is also this kind of grumpy grouch just drops by and like jumps another pile on his desk and he's like he also needs to grade these he's giving the teacher in freaky friday the react yeah. yes yeah. yes he does look a lot like him and his attitude so now we're at capitao and uh andy and wade are playing foosball in the backyard and Rusty kind of awkwardly approaches them, and he's like, hey guys, like, you know, obviously Rusty knows something is up. He's trying to kind of overcompensate for the fact that he did kiss his girlfriend. Kiss and, Andy's girlfriend. Yeah, Andy's girlfriend, not Wade's girlfriend. And I also think maybe he is, like, seeing if Jordan said anything. Yeah. Yes. He totally is, because he approaches and he's, like, asking, like, hey, have you seen Jordan since... The game, mm-hmm. like, how was the game? I bet Jordan was really excited about your big win at the game. It was so yeah, not low-key in any way. It's <laughs> rusty car, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Wade also wins the foosball game, which means... No, Wade loses. Oh. Andy wins, and that's why he's like, we'll have fun on toilet duty. Like, that's, like, his comeuppance. Oh, because he oh, wins. yeah. yeah. <laughs> because remember how they're... Um, Rusty was like lose at poker so the guys don't have to go as hard on you hazing so to feel yeah. superior. Oh, you're right. So when they win, Andy never learned. Andy never. Well, learned. I think this is like supposed to be a hint as like the episode goes on that like maybe Andy isn't actually like rushing that well. Invested. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Greek life isn't for Andy. Interesting and also Andy is going to team dinner so he's kind of like tagging out and um rusty's about to take over but before rusty really takes over they start talking more about the wedding and andy knows something is up he said jordan's been acting really weird ever since the wedding and he's like i know things like happen at weddings sometimes like is there something that you remember that might have happened 
and Rusty's making something up. He's clearly like spiraling into like digging a hole. He's like, well, she ate the swordfish, and like there's a lot of mercury in swordfish, so it could be that. Like he's saying she could have mercury poisoning. Yeah. Oh I mean, I would have thought, I think the smarter move would have been like she had the allergic reaction. Yes, exactly. She might still be feeling kind of off. We had to go to like urgent care slash the hospital. She had a massive yeah. needle. Put in her arm that we all saw very You're closely. Up all night with the flower. Like, come on. Also, yeah. Jordan, break up with him. She says something later. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, we'll get there. Don't even. Uh, and I watched ahead a couple episodes yesterday, too, just because I had the time. And, oh, my God. These um, next I, few are a doozy. I haven't watched ahead, so I'm excited. Oh, I don't know if I should say be excited, but... Mm. Yeah. Be warned. Be, yeah, be warned. But she does have this, like, we uh, loyalty is the wrong word because she cheated on him, but this, like, allegiance to Andy, and it's like, Bestie, you have been dating this man for three weeks It's max. like this extreme certainty that they're yes. supposed to be it together. Comes, yeah, it comes from nowhere. It comes from absolutely nowhere. We've never gotten the indication that she even likes this person that much, and now, like, suddenly she's, I don't know. She's terrified to lose this relationship. She really is. And so as Rusty says the word mercury, literally like Beaver comes running through the door chasing someone. And, you know, we, we we're not sure who he's chasing, but then Beaver tells us it's an Omega Chi pledge who snuck in, I guess, through the basement window while he was napping off a big burrito. <laughs> and he's like out of breath. He even says, Rusty, can you make oxygen? Oh my gosh, Beaver. <laughs> Oh, and I guess the pledge was trying to steal a trophy, like, you know, which feels very, like, old school mm-hmm. frat competition. Mm-hmm. Andy goes to, like, help secure the windows in the house. Cappy's kind of just laughing it off. He's like, what is this? Stealing trophies? Like, that's, you know, old school. Beaver says, I guess, like, the pledge was looking through the secret place or something. Because he goes, what about the, the door to the secret scary place? Oh, and that's how he might have gotten in. Yeah. I, or gotten in or he was like in there or something. This is like the first time we've ever heard mention of this. Although like we've seen the inside of this basement a lot. We saw it in the Gatsby yeah. night. We saw it, like we've seen them get hazed in there. Like, no, I think, but I think it's a specific section of the basement. Oh, okay. It's like the spooky, scary. Yeah, corner. Secret, scary. I know, and we have this. We have the feeling this episode is being set up for another spooky episode. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that's where it was going. Ugh. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But so sad. We do get a jump scare in a moment when they do go down to the basement. They like move away these. I don't even know. Was it chairs or something blocking? Yeah, the, just a bunch of. Like, yeah, (laughs) they're moving these, like, this stuff out of the way, and this skeleton falls, and they all scream, and then they realize that that skeleton was stolen from the biology department, Mm -hmm. so, like, they see all these, I guess, guilty treasures (laughs) hidden, hidden in this little chamber, this chamber of secrets. International chamber of secrets. (laughs) Evan Chambers International of Secrets. (laughs) So... Then, um, the next scene, they're all upstairs and they're kind of like carrying around the stuff that they've uncovered from the basement. I guess Cappy's on the phone. Do we think he's on the phone with Egyptian Joe? Yeah, that's what he says he is. Yeah, so he's on the phone. (laughs) He's getting just like the details. He's getting kind of scoping out what was going on. And I guess, um, the house used to be full of kleptos who like 
stole all this stuff. Or I guess it was, um, he says that the alumni were kleptos. Mm-hmm. And then Heath explains what klepto <laughs> means to Beaver. Beaver's like, I know. And then he goes, well, what's an alumni? <laughs> <laughs> also, good. the mention of Egyptian Joe has made me realize that Jordan is not the worst vibes we've ever had on this show. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that, about him. He was so sinister. Yeah, that was character really, really He was really upsetting. <laughs> it might be the perfect match. Oh my god. A cursed duo. Jordan and Joe. Jay and Jay. Jojo. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, oh, and uh, Rusty's doing research on his laptop. He's like, I think these hands were stolen from the clock tower. Um, and they realize they also have the head or the bust of the Omega Chi founder. And this is also when it's like they start to kind of discuss like what they're going to do with this stuff. And Andy's like, well, if somebody had taken something from me, I would want them to come clean about it and be honest. Oh my and God. Rusty's uh. like spiraling because, I mean, you can just tell like there's subtext there. And also Rusty's like, yeah, we, we should return it. Yeah. 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 And then All Cappy's right. like, well, we could return it, but I did see there were swords down there. Yeah. Such, like, a boy move. Right. Also, at this point, I'm like, does Andy know? And he's, like, waiting for Rusty, like, to say something. Like, it felt almost, like, too on the nose. Like, everything he was saying. Right. He seems so... Like, he doesn't seem worried. If someone was acting weird like that, I feel like my conclusion would be, like, oh, my God, they got really drunk and, like, maybe embarrassed themselves or something. And, like, that's what they're keeping from me. Like, my brain wouldn't jump to, like, she hooked up with my friend or my like big bro but it seems that's where he's going without saying anything like do you know what I mean it like it really like seems like that's knows. the conclusion yeah. yeah things happen at weddings like what was he I don't even like maybe he heard that they went together and he like didn't like that and then right. I don't know but really up until this point we haven't gotten any sort of suspicion from Jesse McCartney mm-hmm. that is not the uncle. Mr. McCartney. <laughs> Mr. Jesse McCartney has yet to be suspicious until this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Also, though, something about... So, Rusty is like, oh my gosh, what if that pledge saw the bust? And they're like really paranoid about this and in my mind I'm like how would a pledge recognize the founder like in a dark I was like this is far stretch but then like I don't know it like yeah it kind of comes into play I didn't even write that down when that happened because I figured it was like a moot point like I was like oh this is a non-issue how would he ever <laughs> recognize yeah that? yeah I guess they like inserted it so that they could do I it a guess moment so, later yeah but yeah, it is a little confusing. And Beaver is also so sure that he didn't see it. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think I am too, right? Like I would have been also, but I don't know that I would have said it with such certainty. I would have been, but it would have been like, yeah, like I, what, when would this kid have seen it, and yeah. known, and processed, and reported back that specific, like. Yeah. yeah. Also, speaking of swords, there was literally a class. So, I mean, because I was a theater major, mm-hmm. there was this class that we could Trigger take. warning. Trigger warning, I was a theater major. <laughs> so we did um, have this class that we could take that was, like, sword fighting. And mm-hmm. everybody was, like, gobsmacked about it. Like, they all they wanted to do was take the sword fighting class. That's so funny. And, like, did you I take like, it? No, I was, like, I was not into it at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't like swords. It's giving advanced warfare. That's what it felt like to me. And I, that's why, yeah. I don't think I like swords that much either. I know. I am intrigued by fencing. 
I feel like that's an interesting. Okay, we have one. Like we have one sword enthusiast. Fencing is fun. I think fencing from par- <laughs> like parent trap fencing. I'm into. Right. Yeah. You know what? It's entirely because of the parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just had to throw that in there because I just had that thought when we were talking about swords. One in three New Yorkers is a sword enthusiast. Now we know. I wouldn't say sample size three. I wouldn't say enthusiast. <laughs> we should do a live pod. I open open to being an enthusiast. The Ren Fair. <laughs> Ren. Absolutely not. I've been. I'm sure. Oh, I have too. I have too. The Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, yeah. I, um, I dabble. Did you get a turkey leg? No, but I did ride an elephant there, Ooh. which I don't think are traditionally of the Renaissance era. <laughs> I used to like love when people would go and then they'd caption their Instagram, "Twas a good day." Oh my god! No, I've never seen that. Wait, are you not supposed to ride elephants? No, I've ridden a it's okay, you didn't know You're until really now. You're really not supposed to. <laughs> okay, well then why are they offering? <laughs> I've ridden it couple. I thought maybe it was just the one at the right there, but it's presented itself to you a few times. Yes. You're from I- Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know. Well, Philadelphia is America's first zoo. Oh. <laughs> I see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. I like. I repent for this behavior. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. It's okay. Though. I mean, I think we're living like, and learning. Growing up, all red fairs, zoos. They're like notorious for doing these things that are like egregious. <laughs> animals. Animals. Yeah. Wait, what about camels? Yeah. Oh, actually, I feel like camels are more in like the horse genre. Okay. Like, I think lately it's been looked down oh, upon, like really? posting a camel Insta. Okay. Really? Okay. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe that's I don't know. Just I'm, me also, like, I'm also <laughs> confused because I literally yesterday watched the Roni episode where they go camel oh, riding in Morocco. They go camel riding a few times in Roni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and then Luann gets uh, bucked off. Bucked off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the same camel eats Jill Zarin's bracelet. Oh my god. Karma is a camel bucking you off in Morocco. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. All right. So. Back to ZBZ house. Um, Fisher and Ashley are kissing in the pantry. And, you know, so obviously they're still in hiding. And Fisher wants to take Ashley on a real date. He says, like, I want to go, like, get dressed up with you and, like, take you out. And Mm -hmm. she's not... She's too scared. She thinks it's too risky. He's not quite understanding why. Yeah, he's like, what are they going to do, revolt? (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, no, I really want to, like, prove that I'm a good president. And I think in her mind, she thinks she can't be if she's dating Fisher. Yeah, but that's what she's saying. Yeah, we find out that's not really the reason, but that's what she's telling him. Yeah, she's living in secret. In, what is it? Illicit affairs. Mm -hmm. This is her illicit affair. That's the thing about illicit affairs. You never know if that's what you mean or if she's just, (laughs) just likes it risky. Yeah. So then Rebecca opens the door and because she's like looking for a snack or something. And relatable. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, girls gotta eat. I don't know. (laughs) No. So and then Ashley's like thinking of an excuse, you know, she's like, oh, I'm thank God you opened the door. We've been stuck in here because of the tornado warning. We've been stuck in here for hours and Rebecca does not buy it. Well, Rebecca well, knows. knows. Yeah, so when does Rebecca know? Oh, you're know? right. Because the episode where, remember the, they get her right. drunk. Right, I'm so dumb. Oh, I completely yes. missed that because it looked, yeah, I guess she just knows and she's like being I facetious about it. I knew she knew earlier because when like they're talking about it, 
I'm jumping ahead when they're talking about it with Calvin. I knew she like knew earlier and like knew in this moment, but I was like, couldn't remember why she knew. So I think Ashley mostly said it for the people around. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like for anyone in the periphery. Fisher knows. Never mind. Fisher knows. She knows. Anyone who's like listening in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, Rebecca doesn't seem to care that much. But then something falls out of her bag and we realize it's Robin's business card. (laughs) Business in quotes. Business card. (laughs) It's Robin's name and a number with no area code. Yeah, it's like 555. Oh my god. On just a plain white, like, one by two inch piece of paper. Like, literally, that is it. It just says, what's Robin 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 Wiley? Robin Wiley. 555. (laughs) Whatever. Five 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 eight eight. Yeah, it's literally something like that. And then Ashley's like, "Well, what's that?" I can't remember. Does Rebecca say that it's Robin's card? Well, no. Um, Ash picks it up and she's like, "Rebecca Wiley, are you guys friends?" And Robin Rebecca Wiley. goes, "Not sure." Rebecca Wiley. What did I say? <laughs> Rebecca Wiley. Oh my god. That'd be Robin cute, Wiley. If not married though, that'd be a cute name, Rebecca and Robin Wiley. Yeah. R and R. Um, oh, that's what happens. So she's like, yeah. She goes, are you friends? And Ash, or I guess Rebecca's like, I don't know yet. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. What a weird response. And then Fisher's <laughs> like, should I schedule a special delivery? And I guess, you know, saying like, should I schedule a special date, essentially? Mm-hmm. And Ashley hesitates and she goes, let's stick to the usual delivery schedule. Mm. She's not playing along That's here. That's like, I would I would be so embarrassed yeah, if somebody who I was seeing said that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, I won't just, like, go dismiss myself. It was really embarrassing It's just business as usual. Oof. Mm. So now we're in the art history, like, fancy lecture hall where they have this class, and... Here we fucking go. Here we fucking oh. go. Rusty sneaks up right behind Jordan, <laughs> and he's like, how was your weekend? Even though they were together. together. They were together. We were together at the wedding with Rusty. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she is the ultimate gaslighter because (laughs) she has made him believe that he needs to apologize. And also, he kissed her. I know. (laughs) And he... He immediately takes all the blame. Yes, and I'm so confused because were we watching the same show... It was her every time, right? It was her every time. Yeah, it was her literally, literally every time. Initiating every single time. Even when she was like, what are you going to ask me out? Remember? Yes. Yeah. And I'm so confused because this whole episode, he's like, I kissed Jordan. I kissed. And sure, he kissed her back, but she went in for the kiss. It gets even more frustrating because he goes... Um, you know, I was so stupid, I never should have kissed you. And she goes, well, I kissed you back. And it's like, Jordan, you kissed him first! Yes! And even before that, you were the one that was putting your face, like, initially, right next to his face. She kissed him on the cheek. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She invited him to the wedding. She had him come do the flowers with her. This girl. So, they try to do that thing. Oh, and she also says that right now her most the most important thing in her life is her relationship with oh Andy. Oh my god, the three second relationship with Andy who's away every weekend. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> it's not even midterms. No, they've oh been god. together for I concern like like if I'm giving her like the benefit of the doubt, they've been together for three weeks. She also needs to get her priorities straight. She just started like a new school. Possibly two weeks. <laughs> yeah, she just started a new school. She's doing all these things. And the most important thing to her is her relationship with Andy. What? But again, like, what is your, like, allegiance to this guy? Like, 
I don't understand, like, why she's like this. I have to stay in this relationship that I've already, like, stepped out. I think she knows that he's Jesse McCartney. (laughs) She must. She's aware. She knows. also, like, she says this in a way, and, like, I feel like there are people like this, where she says it as if Rusty would feel the same way about... Andy's relationship with like as if he is also just as invested in their relationship and like it's also good for them like people talk about their relationships not everyone some people do where they're like where it's like okay this isn't like a fucking like group project your relationship like yeah like please do not be this invested like I don't care and also especially it's like Rusty's not in this relationship you're the one who kissed him you're the one who needs to figure it out don't say it to Rusty that to him, what should be most important is also her relationship with Andy. He's not in your relationship. And Rusty's friendship with Andy is, like, a separate entity. So, like, he can salt, fix that on his own. I, We'll get into it more when this comes up. But I don't know. I just feel like... I can't believe I'm even defending Rusty, but I feel like he's been so gaslit into thinking everything that's happened in this situation is because of him. It's his fault, I know. yeah. And I'm, like, literally getting, like... I just... He's taking on way too much of the responsibility. I'm like, stop. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So she asks if they can just rewind and be friends in her quirky little tone. And he agrees. He's like, sure. Nice to meet you. They do that thing at the end of like 27 dresses. Oh, yeah. Where she's like, can we just start over? Tess wants to start over. After she, like, lied about her whole life. That would be another fun movie to review. I don't know if it would win, but it should be in the running. It should be in the running. Well, maybe when we get to 200 views. I mean, reviews. Views. 200 reviews, we all get bangs, and then we'll do 27 (laughs) The three of us sitting there with micro bangs watching 27 dresses. Oh, my God. My face was not made for micro bangs. Now we're back at the Capitao house. The boys are sword fighting, like all the other theater majors at my school. And... They're in the living room, and Evan walks in. He's come to collect the bust, because he knows they have it. And Cappy calls him the Abercrombie lady. <laughs> I know. And, Which I don't even really get. And also, is that kind of a compliment? Yeah, I don't know. Evan does look good here. I think his hair looks pretty good. He looks a yeah. little bit more fresh. He looks, like, cleaner. Yeah. So Evan gives them the ultimatum that they have 24 hours to return it, or he'll they'll just come and take it from them. So apparently the pledge did see the bust and correctly identified it in the cobweb dusty dark. Oh, like, all right, this is this is the biggest stretch of the show mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, it's a major stretch. So I guess the KTs are denying that they even have the bust, and then a sword drops, and Evan's like, "Doesn't that belong to the archaeology department?" It's like, okay, how do you know that? Yeah, yeah. What? I guess goes, famously they've been missing swords. They've been missing a pair for years, and Cappy says, "So have you." <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun, like, sparring. I guess mm-hmm. literal sparring oh with swords, and then verbal sparring. So, Evan gives them 24 hours, you know, to return the bust, and Cappy comes up with this idea, like, let's get everything out so that there's nothing here to look like we're hiding anything, and then we'll just throw the bust into the river. Well, he's like, the, Evan's called the cops before on us, like, he very much feels that it's a possibility that Evan will run right out and, like, go tell that security guard, Huck, or whatever, or, like, Officer report Huck. them. <laughs> yes. So I think he's like, we have to, like, do this immediately. 
That's true. That is also. But yeah, part he does still doesn't want to return. The only thing he doesn't want to return is the bus, which he wants to drown in the river. The Cypress River. <laughs> Out of childish spite, he says. <laughs> so he's like, we need to return everything, um, you know, as quickly as possible. Because now they have this 24-hour timeline. Oh my gosh, brace yourself for this scene. Oh, this scene made my skin absolutely <sighs> crawl. I screamed. Yeah, so Casey meets Max. Uh, outside of the movie I just felt my blood pressure. Like, yeah. not to be dramatic, but I literally, like, just felt my blood pressure rise. Like, oh, same. I'm feeling, like, like panicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's already, he's late to the date. He's late, so she's waiting for him. He's late because he was grading papers or something. And then he gets there. So the Casey's, their plan is to go to Dobbler's for the mm-hmm. night. Then he immediately sees that the movie theater is playing Weird Science, which I guess is, like, his favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And she's... I guess they've already seen it before in theaters. No, she. he said he's never seen it on the big screen, but she's like, I ha- have seen you watch your DVD of it three times that I know of since we started dating. Mm-hmm. And then he has this weird line, too, where he's like, well, if you had seen the amount of times I tried to turn a doll into a woman... Did you catch I, that? I, a, I think a, there's a scene in yeah. Weird Science. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this was an actual movie. Oh, yeah, no, it is. It's yeah. a, I think it's a think it's John, John Hughes, Hughes movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anthony Michael out. Hall is in it. Yep. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense then. Um, but he really wants to see it. She doesn't want to see it. She really wants to go to Dobbler's. Obviously, you know, she's an undergrad. Her friends are going to be there, etc. And the and they start going tip for tat. They do start. But going it's like tip playful at first. Like it's kind of like he's like, how many times are we gonna go to Dobblers? Like they're kind of like in a flirty way, but you know that it's real. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like that weird thing of like they haven't hit an argument. They're definitely like razzing each other. They're both still smiling. But everything they're saying is a real complaint. Yeah, yeah. Like they've gone to the dinosaur museum. He's waited for her to try clothes on. Yeah. Oh, I, I was physically cringing. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, it escalates. There's definitely this undercurrent. It keeps kind of getting more and more. It starts progressing towards this ultimate line where he's like, well, I gave up grad school for you. I screamed out loud. I think I I think I think literally went, ooh. Like, it was, like, so awkward. And his delivery, he's still smiling. Yeah. He's still smiling. And she is shook. Like, she can't breathe. Yeah. She's silent. It's outrageous. Also, it's not true. He's in grad school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lie. He didn't give up grad school for her. He just chose yeah. a different grad school. Yeah. And he's like, I'm kidding, Casey. I'm, I'm kidding. But you're and, literally yeah. not at all. You're stating a fact. So. And I don't think she even says anything. She says no. She says nothing. And she's he's like, okay, we can go to Dobbler's. Oof. It was horrible. It was so bad. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was awful she looks like she's seen a ghost too she's like she's of course you can see her throat like she has like tears coming into her throat like this was her worst fear and because it's all well it's also just like gross yeah he's using it against her yeah Yeah. um so calvin is at the zbz house with ashley and they're like watching fisher from afar and calvin is remarking about like how cute fisher is (laughs) he says bust my tables any day (laughs) I mean, Fisher is so hot. Yeah, he's Yeah, cute. he's really cute. Um, he's cute in, like, that, like, accessible college boy way. Like, I feel like he, like, really does have, like, a boyish look to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's kind of yeah. scruffy and, like, I don't know. 
You're right. Yeah, he has that like charm about him. There's always mm-hmm. one guy who like looks a lot like who gives off that energy and I, I can already think of the guy in my head who did that in my theater department. <laughs> but did he did he take sword? sword yeah. I think he probably did. I would believe that. So um they're just admiring the view. And Ashley, like, confesses why she actually doesn't want to go on the date. And she's like, I'm just worried that regular dating will be boring because she's only ever done long distance with Travis. Hmm. And so she thinks that, like, they'll it will be too boring to, like, go on dates all the time. Which is truly the weirdest <laughs> Yeah, it's an odd qualm. Like, I could see if she was, like, I'm nervous, like, he's not going to be who I think he is because that's how Travis was, or I'm worried about moving too fast or anything else. Like, I was like, I don't get this. The rationale there is just, it's not quite there. Yeah, I mean, you do anything enough times and it becomes routine. Like, you make out with him in a pantry enough times and, like, that's going to get boring, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rebecca then comes up and that's when she, like, I re-remembered that she actually knew that they were dating because Calvin at first is like hesitant to say anything and then she's like oh Rebecca knows and um then Rebecca says something out of pocket she like Ashley says I was asking for Calvin's advice because he used to sneak around with Heath Mm -hmm. and Rebecca goes oh my gosh that's right you're gay (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's like just forgotten she's forgotten that Calvin is gay and she's so excited to hear this information and Ashley just kind of like lets it roll off and Calvin's like yeah okay Calvin is like so fed up with the CRU student body (laughs) I know understandably I know I would be too if I were him it's just like uh, these people it's a lot (laughs) so then Ashley asks Rebecca like what was it like when you were secretly dating Cappy and Rebecca basically says it was great until we went public and then it was terrible and that's, of course, apparently confirming Ashley's worst fear here. And Calvin's like, you're never going to know. Also, though, I mean, we'll come back to this, but the fact that, like, this is kind of a lie that she's telling where it's like, in this scenario, why would you choose that oh, as the lie when you're trying to give your help Ashley, like, get on the same page as her boyfriend it is weird yeah like it's a weird uh, this whole storyline is a little bit odd yeah (laughs) there are some cracks in this episode i think it's really just to get them to gentleman's choice but anyway so calvin is like ashley you're never gonna know if you don't try it doesn't really matter if it's not gonna work out basically saying what we're saying like Like you're not gonna know if the relationship progresses yeah it's just gonna end and Rebecca's like, well, why don't you split the difference and go somewhere where no one recognizes you? And then we're back at Dobbler's, where Casey is trying to understand why Max would bring this up. Mm-hmm. And Fair enough. she's like, I hate to see you so unhappy. And he's like, I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not. She's like, I know that you are, you know. Um, and then she starts asking about this event with Dr. Stephanopoulos. And... She's, like, wondering if that could be a potential program or, like, something that he could do. I think it's, like, in Oxford, and she's wondering if uh, Max could get into that. And he's, like, well, um, I would need a recommendation from my advisor, who's Dr. Broom. And he's, like, and he hates me because... Ouch. (laughs) And she's, like, he's, like, and I'd have to leave for a month. 
And Casey's like, well, that might be good for both of us. Casey's like, leave. <laughs> did you notice they're also both drinking glasses of water? Yeah, I did. It was oh. weird. Do you think she's just so, like recovering still? She's, she's her stomach hurts. Yeah. I get that. It was the same thing um, with the 2020 election night. I or sorry, what was that? 2016. 16? Yeah, I went to a bar and then when I realized what was happening, it was like water. Looks like a water. <laughs> I can imagine him being like, "Can I get you a lemon drop?" And she's like, still shook. She's like, "No, I have water." All the lemon flavored alka seltzer. Yeah, Oof, that sounds good right now. So they yeah. agree that they're gonna <laughs> like hit work to get him into this program. Like they're gonna scheme to they're get gonna him. get him out. Yeah, she's like has she's pretty like, much is convinced she'll be able to help. So yeah. no problem. And she's like, I'm gonna send you away. That will solve this resentment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naturally. Um. So Rusty's in the KT house and he's like assigning missing objects to people, and. As he's doing this, like, Andy kind of confronts him again about the wedding. Oh, my. And it's like, at this point, Andy, go ask your Your girlfriend. girlfriend. You're being so fucking weird. Andy has also been so weird about this relationship from the beginning, putting Rusty in the middle. I don't want to be defending Rusty, but here it is again. Like, both of them are putting Rusty in the middle of this relationship, and it's like, just... Just have a trouble. Yeah, and it's also the same thing. Like, Andy, Rusty doesn't care as much about your relationship as you care. Like, Jordan doesn't understand that either. Like, go work it out between you two. Right, and he's like, I just know that there's something, like, she's not telling me, basically. And Rusty's like, did she do something? Or Andy says, did Jordan do something she's embarrassed about? And Rusty's like... Since she's a lush... By the way, shout out to the person who told us what Lush right. meant. It wasn't a cover-up for Slut. It was what somebody who drinks alcohol. a lot. Yeah, yeah so maybe she, maybe he does think she's a Lush if he's saying this about I the know. wedding. Like, I guess, like, perhaps the way that he met her might be yeah, informing, like, what he's a little bit worried about when he leaves town. Anyway, so Rusty's like, no, she didn't She didn't do anything she should be embarrassed about. And yes, he keeps, she did. And she keep, he keeps emph- emphasizing the word she. Yeah. As if he was the one that only did something wrong here. Not to say Rusty is blameless. That is so not what I'm saying. But it's so weird how he has taken all of the blame. And all of the guilt. Yes. She, I know. She doesn't even, oh my God, we'll get to that part. But so that's when Rusty is like, she didn't do anything. I did. I kissed her. I was shocked that he said this. No, you didn't though. But I also was like, good. Honestly, good. Get it off your chest. Like, just tell him because this is ridiculous. Like, both of them, like, running around in circles. And it's like, hey, whatever. I'm not, I didn't agree to the terms of your relationship, Jordan. I, yeah, I kissed her. Okay. Yeah. Even though she kissed him. So, whatever. He kissed her back. Yeah, I guess they effectively did. He did kiss her in some degree. And, like, I mean, Andy is his little brother or whatever so like it makes sense that for their relationship alone he would feel like I have to tell him Mm -hmm. but like Andy's so mad and I think that Rusty is like he doesn't have ton of say like no it was all me like I'm sorry it was just a kiss like he's kind of like trying to justify it I I uh, I don't remember he he does yeah he's like it's just a kiss Yeah, He was like, that's the, because Andy's like, I'm going through all of these scenarios in my head. And he's like, this is like, it was just a kiss. Like, there wasn't anything worse than that. Like, you know, it's probably like the most tame of the scenarios it could be. And Andy is like flipping out. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I get that. 
Mm -hmm. But, like, also, I don't know, just, like, leave. And he does. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he leaves, and immediately Rusty calls Jordan and leaves a message. But the message isn't like, hey, Jordan, I just told Andy that I kissed you. It's, um, hey, Jordan, please call me back. We need to talk. Oh, yeah, I need to talk to you. Call me back right away. (laughs) As he's saying this, Andy's behind him, and he's walked back in because he forgot his jacket. So it definitely made it worse because it does seem like they're having like some kind of affair. Yeah, but and then Rusty goes, he sees Andy and he's still on the phone. And he goes, "Bye, Uncle Jordan." <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was kind of And at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm actually liking Rusty in this. Episode. I know. He I am. came clean. He's being funny. I know, and I, like I, I just like can't help but feel really bad for him because. Again, it was his fault. He didn't get it. So many things are his fault. He should want, like have done everything differently in the beginning of this, but he didn't want to be Andy's big once he realized he had feelings for Jordan. He didn't want to go to the wedding with Jordan. Like, yeah. yeah. He He's should have had more agency situation. over his life, <laughs> but it's Rusty we're talking about. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> so <laughs> Heath is like disguised as an espresso farm worker. And he is it espresso farm? Is that the name of it? Yeah, espresso farm. It's where Jen came right. to work. It was I couldn't remember if it was espresso farm or espresso barn. <laughs> I think it's farm. Yeah, I, think I think it's, it's farm. farm. So Heath is returning, which would make sense because there's a rooster that's being returned by Heath, disguised mm. as um, disguised as a worker. Well, I guess that could also be barn. Yeah. Okay. Well. No, but it's farm. <laughs> barn barn. So Casey <laughs> and Max are meeting as this is happening, as Heath is sneaking around, like all of these scenes we. see see during this episode there's a kt sneaking around somewhere returning an item oh my god i love the kt um, and casey and max are meeting and max is like no dr broom won't give me the recommendation he hates me because i'm smarter than him and Ew, casey's like ick. casey's like i hope you didn't tell him that he's like no but like i correct him all the time basically. he's like no he's like i don't and i'm very nice about it when i correct him it's like mm, that's why he hates you yeah well yeah obviously and Max does not pick up on that. And um, he also says, like, grad students aren't allowed to be at the event, so he needs an invite, but the event is at Dr. Broom's house. Yeah. In case he's scheming to get them an Scheme invite. Scheme o'clock. So now we see Rusty practicing how to tell Jordan about telling Andy. He's literally looking at cue cards in his apartment, like practicing word for word what he will say to Andy. And <laughs> no, what else he's gonna say sorry, to Jordan? What he's gonna say to Jordan about telling Andy. And she busts in. Well, no, she knocks and she says it's Uncle Jordan. <laughs> Oh, she does. That's funny. I, I did that. not hear that. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a lull. Yeah. <laughs> but then, her, yeah, she comes in hot. I'll give her that. Yeah, she's in a blue flannel. She means of business. Cor- yeah, of course this whole scene takes place in a flannel. So, um, <laughs> she's so mad. And he, he says, does Rusty say, I was trying to save your relationship? He does. Probably. Yeah, that was on his cue cards. He was like, I was trying to save your relationship. And she goes... You never confess. Yes. Don't you watch Dateline, Deny, Deny? And it's like, okay, but first of all, Rusty, keep this in the back of your mind. I, thank you. Deny, deny, deny. She goes, deny, deny, deny. I can't believe you would confess. She's so mad he told the truth. So we know she never had any plans of coming clean about That's this. That's mortifying. Poor Andy. If I saw Why this as someone who had a crush on this girl, I would be like, 
ew. I would get the ick so, so fast. It's not yeah. even the ick. I'd be like, you're a bad person. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't it's like, feel... Oh, you shouldn't... You're not mature enough to date if She's that's dishonest. what you think. She doesn't feel bad that she did this. She doesn't want Andy to know she has no guilt she about the no entire empathy. situation. She she's is a, a, she's so a sociopath. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah. She is. Our first sociopath on the show. <laughs> sociopath uh, check. First, might have been Egyptian joke. First, yeah. <laughs> uh, Franny? Franny? Yeah. I think, I think Franny has sociopathic tendencies, but I think she does feel. And Evan just wishes he was one. Yeah. Um, so she's just going off on Rusty. She says, you and I together to Rusty is a bad idea and not... We should, they shouldn't even be friends. Okay. Rusty's like, well, we can still be friends. Like, that's ridiculous. She's like, no, we can't. And then she leaves. All right. Okay, bye. If I was Rusty, I'd be like, thank God this girl is out of my fucking life. Mm, but that's not how he That's thinks. not how he... That's yeah. not how he rolls. So Casey shows up to the apartment, and Rusty is in a blanket cocoon... In a noticeably less nice apartment now that the, yes. they're out of the model apartment. <laughs> yeah. It's like poorly decorated. Yeah, now. there's like a futon. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. That's why it Because like I was that. like, where is he? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the new apartment that he had to design. Right. <laughs> so he's wallowing and he says to Casey, oh, you must have felt my pain through a sibling psychic connection. Yeah. That's kind of cute. She's like, "Mm, I was looking for Dale, but what's going on? (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, I kissed Jordan and I told Andy and Casey has a response, which I was not expecting and I think is actually very wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, that was so selfish of you. You only did that to make yourself feel better. And it's like, I'm actually not so sure that that's true. Yeah. And yeah. also, I don't think I'm so. glad you felt that way too, because I was like, that doesn't, that is not, that's not real. Like, yeah, it's it, just because he didn't only do it to make himself feel better. And I also think telling the truth, even to make yourself feel better, isn't necessarily like the wrong thing. Yeah. And like by this theory, you should never tell the truth if the only thing that it does is make you feel better. Like what? Well, there's a reason that people feel better guilt and they feel guilt because they did something wrong so So guilt is telling you to do the right thing like it's not a bad thing to listen to guilt when you've done something like obviously wrong right yeah in Casey's mind which he has who who would have ever thought that we would be sitting here siding with Rusty's opinion and not Casey and I can't believe she's giving this advice as someone who's been cheated on yeah, I, I don't. Know. It was really, it was really out of. I think they just needed someone to like give this like opinion for whatever reason. But it was really out of left field coming from her. And I also surprisingly don't think it was, don't think it was Rusty acting selfishly. I can't believe I even said that, but no, it's true. I really no. don't think so. I don't think it was that at all. I think he was seeing that Andy was like obviously knew something was happening. He was hiding something from him, and I really do think he wanted some kind of chance to, like, fix things between the three of them. Yeah, or at least not to just continue lying to somebody's face, because that's unethical. it's horrible. It's horrible for everyone involved. Especially if you're supposed to be their friend and big brother. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, they've been so on about brotherhood these last few episodes, too. Like, yeah, kissing your... Little bro's girlfriend isn't, like, the most brotherly thing to do, but, like, come clean. She does then say, 
like he basically asks advice of what he should do next and she says you need to just give them time and space to figure out which I think that is correct like mm-hmm. I think back That's the fuck good off advice. Yeah. give him like a couple weeks their relationship is gonna fail anyway this girl sucks and like just stay out of it Andy rusty. clearly doesn't trust her to begin with yeah so if you remove yourself from the situation I think you have a better chance of coming out on top anyway and just like maybe like moving on with your life but he makes it very clear he's not going to do that. Um, so then Dale finally comes out of his room and he has like <laughs> lipstick all over his face and he says he's been with Sheila, the landlady. Oh my god! And Casey's like, "Are you trying for a townhouse?" Oh yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> and he's like, "No," but he, then we find out that he's in charge of the invites for the party because he is Doctor Room's like. Not TA. He's like his, uh, like assistant kind of. Yeah, like apprentice. But she says, um, "Oh, like you've been volunteering. Are you going to the reception?" He says, "Going. Who do you think's in charge of the guest list and the decorations?" (laughs) (laughs) I love Dan. He's always flirting with Casey. I know he can't turn it off, and so now she like knows what she's gonna do. She gets that scheme sparkle in her eye. Oh yeah. So, Rebecca is walking with Calvin, and she's not listening to a word he's saying about his major. She's completely tuned him out. And um, then she's like, he, well, he says, you didn't call me to talk about my major, did you? And she's like, no. I called you, you know, because I'm, I'm wondering, like, when you knew you were gay, I kissed Robin, and, like, I can't stop thinking about the kiss. And he was like, I was eight years old. I saw Marky Mark on TV. And she says, I kissed a girl and I liked it, so does that mean I'm a lesbian? And he says, uh, that just means that you can write a good pop song. No, a bad pop <laughs> song. Oh, a bad pop song. Whoops. I actually like <laughs> that song. Operative word. Yeah, why not? I'm into it. I think it's a fun song. Yeah, so she's like, I wish there was a way I could know for sure, like a pregnancy test for gayness. Mm. What? so um he's like okay well i'll take you to a place where you can like be around other gay people i'm gonna take you to gentleman's choice Mm -hmm. apparently for ladies for ladies night oh that was important sorry i missed that too Um, I was wondering why, also, like, when we do see Gentleman's Choice, it looks completely different than the other times we've seen it. Yeah. It really does, yeah. Um, so, Rusty, not heeding Casey's advice, goes to talk to Andy. Uh, Andy's, like, shutting him down. They're in the KT house. Andy does not want to talk to Rusty, which I really think, like, you, he did just find this information out. Presumably him and uh, Jordan just had a confrontation about it because she had no plans on telling him. Like, Which it's like, then why are you still with oh her? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really the big Like, she here. wasn't going to... We Now we know she wasn't going to tell you, Andy. It's absurd. Why are you still... What? What is holding this r- fickle relationship together? <laughs> The one kiss, hey, the party kiss, the she, party, the lush kiss. She likes burgers and oh my, and it was the Capitao burger that like and poker hypnotized her. Oh my god, she's not like other girls, Erin. Okay? She has mad cow. <laughs> she fights for these relationships, <laughs> these um, two week relationships. So Cappy marches in like as they're kind of having the showdown. He immediately senses there's something fucking weird going on between the <laughs> two of them. But when he kind of brushes it off, he's like, "What's going on here?" But then he announces um, 
Most of the items have been returned. There's a set of disco balls from one of the gentleman's choices. It's either the strip club or the gay club. He doesn't know which. And uh, Wade's going to return those. There's a grammar phone. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Gramophone? Yeah, I think that's grandma or grammar. I think it's gramophone, like Grand Bell. Oh. Like Like Alexander Grand Bell? Okay, wait, I don't know. Should I Google it? Spencer Grammar. I think it's gramophone. I think it's grandma. Yeah, gramophone. Okay. I trust you. I don't know. But I don't know. Now I'm like... It looks like almost... It's one of those things that looks like it's a record player, but with this giant tuba attached to the top. Yeah, it's like a massive record player. I don't think it has anything to do with Alexander Graham Bell. It looks like a Grammy. It does look like a Grammy. Oh Oh my God, that definitely is. Okay, we... Wait, we we cracked a code that I think maybe society has been wondering. Um... (laughs) And then there's also the last item is a football from Syria's 1964 win in the Porcelain Bowl. So Andy gets assigned to returning the football, and he's like, honestly, Cappy, I just don't feel like it. Is that a joke about toilets? Probably. Oh, it probably is. (laughs) Um, He's like, I don't feel like it, but Cappy is like, that's fine, but you're still going to do it. And he's like, that's totally fine that you feel that way, but... (laughs) You're still doing it. Also, like, Andy, how hard is it for you to walk into the football, like, locker rooms or whatever? Yeah, like, really being a bad sport. Ironically, as a football player, he's being a bad sport. But then Rusty volunteers to go with (laughs) Andy, and Andy looks so visibly unenthused, and Kathy's like... <laughs> like Happy's you can see like, in his I face. Can't even. Yeah, he has bigger fish to fry. He has to drop a bust in a river. Wade is returning the disco balls to Gentleman's Choice, and he's holding them against his chest like they're boobs. Um, in fairness, how else is he to hold them? <laughs> or maybe know. a um, extra large brown bag from Bloomingdale's. <laughs> that would do the trick. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like one of those blue bags from Ikea. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that would also. So he walks in, the bartender, like the waitress is like, oh, those aren't ours. Like try the other gentleman's choice. And he doesn't want to leave because he's busy fetishizing the women there. And then the bouncer comes and cre- kicks him out for being creepy. Um, we go over to the bar and we see Ashley is with Fisher. And Fisher's just confused why they're there. Yeah, and lesbian night yeah and he's like also ashley says like oh aren't you enjoying the view or something really weird yeah like you can enjoy all of like the views it's really strange but then fisher's first guess (laughs) fisher's first guess as to why that they're there instead of on a real date is are you worried dating me will be boring but that is kind of what... No, that's the right thing, but I'm like, why would he assume that's what it is? Because I would be assume, I would assume, like, oh, are you embarrassed to be seen with me? Are you really that yeah. worried about people oh. finding out? Like, her reason for not wanting to date him seems so abnormal to me that I'm like, why would his first guess be that it's be not going to be... Yeah. Reason. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so weird that he's like, you're, wor- you're worried it's going to be boring, that's why you took me Maybe to this, he has like- bugs around the house. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe she's, like, confessed, I don't know, some part of that to him. But it was a really strange, like, logical jump, even though he was correct. <laughs> that he put that together that quickly. Yeah, like, immediately. So she's like, no, like, we're just going slow. And he's like, we're not going anywhere but a lesbian bar. <laughs> That's what he says. Oof. 
And so he's like, I want to be more than a fun boy toy. Like, he confesses he really likes her. He thinks she's so pretty, so funny, whatever. And then he gets up and he leaves. She calls after him and he just, like, keeps going. But as he's leaving, Calvin and Rebecca walk in. And and Ashley is so confused why Rebecca is there. But, like, Ashley's there. Also, they've been to Gentleman's Choice before together. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they've, like, had fun there together. Yeah. I guess because it's ladies' night. But then Rebecca's like, I kiss Robin. And Ashley's like, oh, I kiss Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and Ashley also saw that Robin kiss with Rebecca. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. I forgot that she was there. Um, but then Rebecca is like, no, like it's really making me question things. And Ashley's like, oh, okay. Okay, so now we're outside the reception for Dr. Stephanopoulos at um, Professor Broom's house. Um, and Casey, this is, like, truly a half-baked plan of getting Max in. Like, I thought that she would, Dale was just going to put them all on the invite list. Yeah. But Casey yeah. is going as Dale's plus one, and Max is still being snuck in. And they're outside. Max is, like, hiding behind a bush. And they spot um, Professor Broom greeting Dr. Stephanopoulos. And Casey is like, okay, here's the plan. Essentially, I'm going to, like butter her up because I like no women I'm gonna like make comments about her outfit and I can like size her up from there and Max is like why would she and then she's like and then I'm going to slip her your resume and Max is like why would she take your advice and then Casey puts glasses on and she says because I'm Dr. Cartwright (laughs) and that's how she's gonna be convincing which is like again half-baked at best and then dale shows up and whisks casey away and they they the three of them go inside and dale also says can we keep this between the two of us because sheila gets jealous oh my god (laughs) yeah casey's giving very much like l woods energy here yeah so now rusty and andy are in the football hall i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah like a trophy (laughs) hall of some sort and Andy still, like, won't really talk to him. And Rusty's like, do you want to hit me? Like, hit me, please. Come on. And he's, like, won't shut up. And he's getting Andy all wound up. And then Andy gets so mad that he throws a football at a glass case and obviously breaks it and an alarm goes off. Like, okay, roided out. What is this? Season two of Jersey Shore with Ronnie. Also, like, yeah, just hit Rusty. Yeah, hit him. No, I've been kind of wanting to Why? do it for two seasons. Why like, the need to throw chuck the football? Be a hero. Take the opportunity. Hit him. Evan just did. Evan just did. <laughs> Evan loves that. Uh, we find out that Evan broke his nose. Like, yeah. you mentioned that in this episode. That's damn gnarly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a hard hit. Yeah. I wonder if Rusty got a rhinoplasty. I was... Oh, my God. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas. From Dr. Cartwright. <laughs> From Dr. Sevenopoulos. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Brown. Oh, my gosh. The cheaper option. <laughs> so they both get caught by campus security. Like, immediately. immediately. <laughs> yeah, like, they're there. Like they're, They are there. Right also, they're, like, they're anticipating like so robbery or something. Yes, yeah, so they're trying to catch people returning belongings. There's two of them. That's another thing I was like, I don't feel like this is that big of a deal. They're returning things. They're not stealing Yeah, but them. they get all annoyed about the fact that they're like, it's so, it's weird. They this episode has some... I, yeah, I'm not totally sure about this episode, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, speaking of, Max is now hiding <laughs> under a table. <laughs> oh yeah, this scene. <laughs> 
I'm like, what? this is one of those instances where I was like, do I write this down? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's under a table in the kitchen at Dr. Broom's house. There's not a tablecloth on it. It's very easy to see a grown man under the table. Um, and Casey comes in. Wait, but before Casey comes in, this is what I'm saying. The chef oh, is like yeah. sending out this chicken, or like the one of the waiters is taking out this chicken, and the chef or the caterer or whatever is like, it's not ready yet, it's not cooked, like the chicken is still pink. And they're like, well, if we don't start serving it now, we're not going to get a tip. Like, we're overhearing this conversation, and that we're like, is this mean something? Yeah. And then the chef is like, oh, okay, well, just take it then. It's giving Sebastian in the kitchen in the palace. And when, he's lo- when he's looking for Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. Ew, and just the fact that they would be sending out raw chicken. Well, yeah. And then they do. They do. Uh. He, the waiter goes, if ch- uh, chicken keeps cooking when it's off the grill, right? And the cook, the chef goes, yeah. Sure. Sure. Take it. What? Ew. But, like, it was a really... And then Max is literally fully visible under that table. Oh, 100%. So Casey comes in. She's ready to initiate the plan. Dale is going to distract Broom. So Dale is there just commenting on his house. He's like, oh, I love your house. I could talk about it all night. (laughs) Um, And then Casey's like, okay, I'm going to go up. I'm going to talk to her. And then when I give you the signal, like, I'm going to pull your resume out of my purse and then you come. And so she initiates the plan and immediately jumps the gun. There was no buttering up. There was no nothing. She introduces herself as Dr. Cartwright. And then she says, you know, I have this star student. And Dr. Stephanopoulos is like, and let me guess, that's his resume. Which is also like, okay, everybody is weird in this scene. Everybody is very weird. Everybody's weird weird in this episode. And she turns around and like tells Max, like, don't come over here. And then she sees the lipstick that... Uh, Dr. Stephanopoulos is putting on and she's like is that whatever runway diva extraordinaire runway diva extraordinaire (laughs) of course how could I forget Um, I thought that was on back order and she's like it was but I called the company and they sent me some samples this like sets off another light bulb in Casey's head she makes huge logistical like leaps and bounds and she's like Max I know how to get you this position. She goes, I, my first read on Stephanopoulos was wrong. She wants what she can't have. Yeah. It's like, how All because of the lipstick. She's like, she goes, Miss J can't even get that lipstick and it's named after. Like, isn't that from a top, like a top model reference? yeah. 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 I didn't hear that. Yeah, she says that. Miss J. Yeah, she can't even get that uh, lipstick and it's like, like made for him or made like because like I don't know some should kind of we, top model should we recap top model I'm so scared to get into that <laughs> I don't know how dark is that that would be so dark but it would be really interesting oh my god remember Carrie D English where is she now yeah I don't know if we, we should go there no. but all in intense. if y'all would be interested hopefully. let us know yeah ABC's maybe we do one episode <laughs> dip a toe in <sighs> Test the waters. Back at Gentleman's Choice, Rebecca's telling Ash and Calvin more about this kiss, and she's saying, I really do have feelings for Robin. I'm going to call her. Then she says, and this is perfect because it can't go south the way things did for me and Cappy because Robin isn't hung up on Casey. Yeah. And Ashley's like, what? Like, And so this is when we find out that she lied about things falling apart because they went public. 
things fell apart because Casey was still an issue for them, which we did kind of know, but it was like, Mm -hmm. again, why was the lie something that would be harmful to Ashley in that moment? Mm -hmm. So then um, Ashley looks around and she gets sad because one of the women has Fisher's haircut. (laughs) That was funny. It was funny. And it was also true. Yeah, it was. He has that very, like, 2000s look going on. The shorts. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, I call it a half beaver. It's a, it's a half beaver. A micro beaver. (laughs) A decaf beeb. Cappy goes to bail out Rusty at the public safety office. But it's a literal jail cell. Yeah, he's in jail. This is not the first time that he's been in jail in public safety. What was it for last time? Hit, no, but he, I think he was in oh, real was, jail for hitting Evan, was he? No, uh, this was when, when, the... when, um, the guy from Cinderella's story. <laughs> yes. Oh, when Carter yes. from Cinderella's story. Yeah, they got caught with alcohol outside the KT house. Right. He, like, he was all hot, he was high and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and they went to jail. <laughs> Naturally, they went to jail. Yeah. So Rusty has 50 hours of community service, which honestly feels kind of steep for, like, he didn't even throw... He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was simply there, and Andy threw a basketball. Like, you're more than allowed to be in the trophy case area. And also, he was returning a stolen item that he clearly didn't steal just based on timing. Like, he was not even at the school. Yeah, it's odd. They were quick to punish him here. They are, which I guess I can't... But he says that, like, he... Didn't out Capital. Yeah. He says he took the fall. Yeah, he said he was he found the football and told them he was trying to return it, which is pretty true, I guess. Now we're back at Oh, he also asks sorry, he asks where Andy is and Cappy's like, Oh, the coach bailed him out. Yeah, which is like ooh, yikes. why'd you let him do that? Yeah. I know, I thought that would have that's where Sin Kissing his girlfriend. We're back at Broom's house and Beaver sneaks in and he sets <laughs> The gramophone on the table. The fact that they stole this from a private residence. That's pretty bad. Impressive. It's huge. Yeah. Um, Then Casey goes back up to Dr. Stephanopoulos and she's like, you know what? I can't even give you his resume. Like, I would get in so much trouble for even talking about this one student. You know, he's... Dr. Broom's prized student. So if I, like, if he even knew I brought up Max, whatever his last Tyler. name is. Max, Tyler. Oops, like, oh, didn't mean to say that. Um, also from afar, <laughs> Dale tries to go for a chicken skewer, and Max is like, don't eat it, don't do <laughs> um, Wait, also at one point, Dale's talking to Broom, and he just keeps trying to keep the conversation going, and he's like, what are you drinking? And he's like... White wine. It's like, oh, my grandma used to love that. <laughs> and doesn't Broom say, is that my gramophone? Like, yeah, what did this kid hear? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that in like like He's 10 years or something. Um, oh, my God. I, I know I say this all the time, but I love Dale. I think he might be my favorite character. He brings the lols, that's I, for sure. I decided Ashley, I've previously said, is my favorite character, but I think Ashley is who I would want the most in my personal right. life. Sure, yeah. And Dale makes me laugh at almost every single shot that he's on screen. He's so funny. I think he's- my favorite character might be Rebecca. I love Rebecca, too. I love Rebecca. Yeah, I think mine's Rebecca, too, followed by Franny. Oh, my gosh. I, I love, love that you love Franny. Her. That's hilarious. Wow. Team so Franny's your Megan. Oh, my Franny's, God. It's Thomas's Megan. Thomas, you ungrateful little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to see Megan again. I do too. Same. I'm kind of down. We should go see it. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Should we recap it? Oh my god. <laughs> not. And not then down. Megan murders the Rottweiler. <laughs> oh my god. So Dr. Stephanopoulos has stars in her eyes now. Um, this has worked like really in a way that you would never anticipate Immediate. working. Immediate. Well. It's so fast. Casey turns around and she's like, Max, go talk to Broom. Which like I don't even know that this needed to be like a mm. true part of the plan. And Dale is so excited to see someone else. He says, oh, good, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Broom is annoyed that Max is even there. Um, he says you need to be utilized and not seen. He literally is the teacher from Freaky Friday. Yeah. Who he used really to is. date the mom. I was going to say, Tess. maybe Max's mom dated Brim. I can oh see gosh. that. She broke his heart. She took the Oxford scholarship. Mm. Oof. Wait, Caltech. <laughs> she went to Caltech. <laughs> Sorry. We're getting all of our, oh like, polymer science schools mixed up. <laughs> SUNY Albany. <laughs> so he makes a big scene. Yes. Um, so then the doctor comes over to Broom and she's like, I want to meet that student. And he's like, he's not for you or whatever, like something so dramatic. And she's like, I'll be ju- the judge of that, thinking that he's saying that because he's protective of him. So then she goes over to Max. We're oh, at- also, though, before Max walks away from Broom, he says... A broom is taking a chicken skewer and he goes have two they're really good yeah mm. back at the Omega Kai house they're getting ready to go raid the KT house and Evan comes up to Calvin and he's like I, I got my car back <laughs> I know I did not think he was gonna get that car back also like it was the first thing he said to Calvin. What a weird yeah. thing to just start the conversation. And it it doesn't play into this episode at all or any of the next set. Like no, we just know that the Iron Man car is back in Mister Chambers' possession. <laughs> um, and Calvin is like immediately annoyed at Evan and his beef with the KTs, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Can we just like not keep going down this path?" And Evan's like, no, I'm not going to get out of hand. It's not going to get crazy. And he's like, yeah, you're not going to break Rusty's nose and, like, shove a townie in Franny's face or whatever. (laughs) And he's like, these are all isolated incidents. And it's like, okay, these all happened within the past couple months. Yeah. I wouldn't call that isolated incidents. I'd call that a pattern. Yeah, a pattern of absolutely insane behavior. Savagery. And really not even in the cool way at I all. also, like, wonder, like, you know, it's almost like the more time that Calvin has spent away from Evan, like, maybe around Cappy, because we kind of see it when he's at Rusty's apartment um, with, like, all the KTs. Like, they really don't care that Calvin is in Omega Kai. Like, it's no. kind of this, like, one-sided fight. Like, it's Evan constantly making it an issue. Yeah. And the KTs, like, kind of having fun with it. You know, like, dumping the bus in a river. Like, they're just, like, joking. Like, it's... There's no stakes to them. But for Evan, it's, like... It's all-consuming. Yeah. It's embarrassing. (laughs) It truly is. (laughs) So now Max goes outside and finds Casey and tells her he got the position and she's so happy for him. And he's like, but I need to leave tomorrow. Why is it always like this? Why is it always immediate? Like, the internship, the DC internship... You have to come in five seconds. Like things, <laughs> things rarely ever work out that way. Also, I'm sorry. You're gonna get a flight from Ohio to England within 
12 hours. Right. That would be so expensive. I wonder what role this actor got that they had to write him off briefly. I think that they just planned to write him off for a little bit. Oh, you think? Yeah, because... Maybe the Sisterhood sequel. Yeah. I think they needed him not... They need in to a start couple cra- episodes. Yeah. They for... need to start cracking this relationship a little bit. Because yeah. They were too perfect. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe he did need to go film something. But I could th- think that that felt like it was always in the in the cards. Mm-hmm. Is he in the Sisterhood sequel? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like that would would have been around this time because I remember it came out in like what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Probably. The Omega Kai is busting into the KT house, even though Calvin is still saying, like, let it go, Evan. And the KTs are like, you're early. What are you guys doing here? Um, and then before things can get elevated too much, Officer Huck walks in with Wade and the two stolen disco balls, which aren't even on the CRU campus, I don't think. Gentleman's choice. No, but no. Wade is handcuffed. And Huck says, I found this guy, Gentleman's Choice, like, which I sometimes... Oh, right. Like, right. like, to just to inspect. Yeah. Oh, my God, Huck. And then he's, like, getting on their case about all these suspiciously returned items, which it's like, why is this an issue? They're returned. They're, re- they're returning them. And he says, I just need one witness of this. <laughs> To expel every KT and shut it down forever. Like, this script is wild. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how, where is the logic behind this? You're going to shut down an entire frat and expel every student in it because they returned some goods that were stolen years ago? Decades. The the skeleton was stolen in 1952. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. It just doesn't hold any water. I don't know what they're doing with this episode. It's a pretty wild... It's it's Mr. Toad's wild ride. It is Mr. <laughs> Toad's wild ride. And so then the pledge who snuck into the KT house originally is like, oh, I was a witness. Which also it's like, you want to take this beef so far that you're going to expel? Like, come on, dude. And Evan's like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, those stakes were way too high also just the fact that like officer huck would just take out like the whole thing i don't know it's just it, but it, calvin is beaming yeah he, like yes. prideful and on the way out he shoots cappy a look like kiss me <laughs> he really does yeah. i'll buy your coffee yeah, I'll buy your coffee any day. I was really happy that Evan did that in the moment yeah i was nervous it wouldn't i was nervous he would i was nervous too yeah yeah, it could have gone either way there. I was wondering why they were also zooming in on that pledge. Because, like, in the scene, they keep showing him. And I'm like, is he just a really featured extra? And then he speaks up. And I was like, oh, it was the pledge from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, oh, but they leave. H- like, Huck's like, okay, everybody out of here. Wade's still handcuffed. Oh, yeah. He just, like, holds up his arms like, somebody help. <laughs> oh, Wade. Also, like, handcuffing him. Your campus police. Like, they have a lot of power. Yeah. Arguably too much. Yeah, our guys Throw just had segways. So now the next morning at the ZBZ house, things between Fisher and Ash are tense. And she's like, maybe we can have like a special delivery. And he's like, no, I think they're all regularly scheduled today. And Ooh. she's like, oh no. And then she stands up and announces that she's dating Fisher. And they're in like... 
And the girls are really happy for her. So Nobody cute. has like, any issues. No. Um, which is great. And then <laughs> Rebecca is looking around and stands up and announces that she's a lesbian. And Laura says, yeah, we knew that, too. Oh, Whoa. Wow. What the fuck? Also, like, Rebecca's the kind of person that would get engaged at your wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, I love the way she looks around at everyone. And she's like, okay, now is the perfect time for me yeah. to announce this. Um, uh, God, Wara. So then Andy walks into the KT house. Um, and he's like, the coach smoothed things over and everything's fine. But honestly, this has really made me think about my choices. I've been late to team dinners and, like, hung over at practice. And I think that maybe KT is just not for me and frat life isn't for me and he puts his pledge pin down well cappy's like rusty can help you balance rusty dealt with this too like balancing polymer science and because cappy still doesn't know yeah um well he's kind of annoyed because and he can tell something's off when he's saying this and like andy puts the pin down and walks out and cappy is like what is going on here Mm -hmm. and rusty tells him that he kissed jordan um and he's like Michael Jordan and like says all these other Jordans and Rusty goes I wish I kissed Michael Jordan (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh in like such a sad in the saddest voice I wish I kissed Michael Jordan and then Cappy says he thought he was better than that or it's like all right I guess in the context where you think Rusty did kiss her yeah but he he didn't he was really resisting so much temptation before I that. Know. I know. He was doing a pretty good job of it, too. Yeah. <sighs> this girl, man. So now Max is leaving, and there's a cab, and they're saying goodbye. And Casey's the dead of night. Casey's <laughs> holding back to your early, early in the morning, or you got that ticket to Oxford <laughs> at Broom's house, used his computer. Yeah, it's like, how did this happen so fast? Uh, there's no... The, we... The, there's this no entire way. episode, they did not care about anything making sense. <laughs> they could have made it three days later. I don't no. know. Give them 24 hours. Yeah. Casey is holding back tears. Um, and then Rusty runs up to say goodbye, too. And he's holding a jar of Dale's preserves called Mrs. Kettlewell's preserves. <laughs> and he says, Dale says everyone could use a little jelly on their biscuit. And it gives everyone pause when he says that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Casey also asks, like, what did Broom think of you going? Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, I couldn't get in contact with him. I guess he had food poisoning the whole night because of the pink chicken. And we're all like, wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, salmonella. And the cart rates are sad as Max gets in the cab and drives off. Even though a month is really not that long. No. No. A month in college, too. Like Casey kind of wanted this, too. Right. She wanted the break. She wanted to slow down. Oh, a month is so fast. Yeah. And then the Cartwright siblings are left comforting each other on the side of the road, which I love an episode ending with the duo together. Casey says, this sucks. Rusty Mm -hmm. says, it really does. Clearly talking about his own situation once again. They're always talking about their own problems with each other. But yeah, it is a sad moment. But I do like when they're on the same page. They usually are. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love I love an episode that ends with a sibling moment. Oh, also speaking of Laura, I don't know if I said this on the pod yet. I like saw her in like a movie theater commercial recently. Oh, I was in the movies and I was like, oh my god, Laura! It was like at Regal or something. I can't remember what it was for, but she is still looking. Yeah, they replaced Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I was just gonna say (laughs) with Laura. I mean, that would make our day. AMC's. Nicole Kidman is Lara's regal. It was something where we like, come to this place <laughs> for magic. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to see that. Yeah, it was something where like you know those movie theater commercials where like a bunch of young kids kind of like you mean young kids like young adults mm-hmm. or actual adults go to the movies. <laughs> and they're like all having fun together, and you're yeah. like, no one ever acts like this in the movies. Yeah, I'm throwing popcorn when you get so scared. And they're like kind of dressed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is kind of my reaction in the movie. Yeah, no, you do react that way in movies. <laughs> participatory audience member here okay my winner is rusty whoa whoa explain yourself i think he did the right thing at every turn here whoa and i think he got a lot of shit and he handled it well unlike him yeah um yeah and that's that's my reasoning Okay. I also have a controversial winner. I'm going to give Evan my win. Oh. I just think he really saved the day when he didn't need to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah. that. He could have taken the evil way out pretty easily. Yeah, and I've been pretty harsh with Evan lately, so I want to give him a win. Yeah. My winner's Calvin. He's just a good guy. Yeah. And he puts up with a lot. He is putting up He's with a lot. He's always just the voice of reason. Yeah. Against his will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Losers. Ugh. Oh, it's, I mean, it's a tie for me. Oh, mine's Easy Jordan. Oh, I, I mean, I can't even, I, I have no like for this guy. Like, I don't find anything redeeming about her at all. I'm mm. going to go Jesse. Or not Jesse, I'm sorry, Andy. Andy, Andy. yeah. Oh, this is hard. Yeah, I think it's. Like, Andy reacted. I mean, I get it. That's a huge betrayal. But you've been dating the girl for two weeks. Take a second. Like, actually sit down with Rusty. Like, let him explain. Like, he never, you know, Rusty, I think, tried to say, like, that was the girl that I was talking about that I, like, I don't know. He never, like, had any kind of moment of, like, being able to, like, actually discuss what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He just gave up on everything. Yeah. Except (laughs) Jordan. Except Except Jordan. Except Jordan, the one thing he should have. And he threw that football in, like, such a weird way. So aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, I think my loser is Max. Oh. For the haircut. The haircut and also the comment. The Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that I did too. The fact that Casey gets so excited about the prospect of him leaving for a month that she's yeah. willing to, like, lie about everything. This relationship has it's met doomed. its expiration date, I Yeah, feel. run its course. Wait, who is it tied for you? Jess, or Andy and Jordan. Oh, okay. It's so hard I mean, to say Jesse. Right, I know. <laughs> it also, because both, like, Andy, Jesse. But, Jor- I mean, Jordan just is not... Deny, deny, deny. Why would you ever confess? It's, have you seen Dateline? Or is that Dateline? Yeah, I think she, she says? said Dateline. Or at least I said Dateline. Yeah, 2020. Or <laughs> 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you seen 60 Minutes? <laughs> it's such a... Like, she's just not even a good person. It's no. not even that she, like, is annoying or pick me. Like, that's a terrible quality trait. There you go. We yeah. really we really caught on to her bullshit fast, and mm-hmm. it's just getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, she outdoes herself. And it sounds like it's going to continue to get worse. Yes. Here we go. Can't wait. Buzzle up. Well, 
Well, thanks, thanks for, for joining, joining us on this fond romp down memory lane. Look how synchronized that was. That See you guys? Was, yeah. yeah. We five can do stars. It. Five stars. That was one of our best ones. Bye. Bye. Bye.